You're listening to the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 213. On this episode, we're sending out congratulations because we're going to start talking about some wedding planning. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And a very good day to you. This is the Edible Valley Podcast. As Darren said, episode 213. We decided that we're going to keep episode 13 because it's not the most lucky number in the world, but you know we're feeling lucky today. We're so glad to be back after having a few weeks away and why, my gosh, we are firing from all cylinders. It's August, the weather is gorgeous, and we're talking about weddings, but... We mentioned congratulations. One of us is getting married, but who <laughs> is it? Congratulations to Darren. Uh, not me. Not, not Darren. Me. No. Not Darren. Congratulations no, to no. John. Unfortunately, no. No, no. It's, not me, yeah. it's uh, well, it's oh, congratulations. It's me. Oh, I'm getting married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Everyone knew what was going to happen because we've been <laughs> on holiday two years together. Bloody, bloody romantic right. England. So, yeah, we are getting married. And so oh, wait, 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 wait. We need to know. How did you do the proposal? Oh, oh. Gosh. Come on. <laughs> really bring uh, well, some romance to the show. Massively, yeah, massively uh, prepared for. But I mean, so we we walked through a um, some fields and then uh, just where I live in England and or used to live over a fence. And there's this big field with a big oak tree in the middle of it. And the idea was oh, going nice. to walk up towards the oak tree and talk about oh, when did we meet and the first date and gradually. I'd get towards, oh, and we've had such a good time, and then I'd get down on one knee. All right, didn't quite go like that. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't the worst, uh-huh. but, um, yeah, it, I didn't set the tone well enough, so um, I think uh, Eva was, I think we were about to have dinner, or right. about to have lunch, and it's like, no, let's go for a walk. No, I don't want to go for a walk. Well, let's go for a walk. <laughs> Straight away, on the wrong foot. Hey, why don't you wear that dress? No, I want to wear this. Well, wear that dress. Well, no, I want to wear this. You don't think I look good in this? No, you love in that but no no you don't think i look good no no you look lovely please please let's just go for a quick walk you know i'm massively on the back foot already walked into uh through the field um where my dad was planting um some lavender and he saw me and i had the you know the ring in my pocket nervous and he said oh good you're here and started handing me stuff to move (laughs) from one end of the field to the other as I was walking past, I was like, you are a bastard. <laughs> you know, I thought, he'll understand later right, on. Right, right, yeah, right. anyway, moved all of that. Really sweaty now as well because it's a really hot day. Walked through the field and uh, I started to say, you know, oh, the, you know, we, we are, you know, been together a while now. Yeah. And I knew I really liked you, you know, s- straight away. And she's like, you did not. And <laughs> you took me, blow this. Uh, oh, anyway, so I did not get her into the, 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 the romantic mood. Mm. And then when we got to the tree, I was like this is happening this is planned this is happening because <laughs> she's amazing eva yes. uh, evangeline is absolutely amazing and it's a very real real relationship and yeah sometimes the 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 romance is there we are 
you know, then sometimes it's not. Right. The romance wasn't there at that exact point. <laughs> um, and so we got to the tree and I got down on one knee and she saw what was going on. Both burst into tears. Oh. It was a big yes. It was amazing. Oh, amazing, awesome. amazing, amazing. Uh, but then the notepad came out. <laughs> and that's that's this show. That's I was right. just going to say, uh, there you go. There's There's kind of really what we're going to be doing right now is talking about uh you know planning yeah had we been able to do a little more planning would it have gone smoother would it have gone better who knows but yeah. uh let's yeah. talk about planning so the rest of it doesn't turn out that way yeah i, I have a point to bring up right from the beginning and i'm gonna say this to every bride and groom out there that Uh-oh. goes through this since i have not gotten married but i have seen and catered enough weddings to know that everything that you plan mm-hmm. will probably go wrong yeah. and just God. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is don't be so stringent and rigid, you know, allow for some room for some deviation. But as long as you sort of steer that ship in the right direction, mm-hmm. you'll get there. Yeah. So but the, the yeah. stakes are so high. Right. This, this is a so much very money on the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Money. There's no practice. You only yeah. do it once if it's it goes well. And even if you do it a few times in your life, not enough to get good at it. No. Um, and all your friends are there. The stakes are just so high in every area. So, you know, we, we hope with this show we're going to hit some points that just start yeah. to get you in that groove of understanding. Let's take away some of that stress by giving you some Amazing. proper a proper route to plan. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the experts, John and Darren, in front of me, both of <laughs> which have worked in this field directly a number of times. I hope to bring a more general... Uh, thing to the table um and i just did a bit of research the day you know wedding checklist and the kind of things that you need to start thinking about and you'd be surprised actually um so first of all just get one contact person yeah so you might oh, end up having like 10 idea, contacts yeah. get one contact person we're talking wedding caterers here mm-hmm. okay now you might choose to get uh, actually someone to manage it and in which case they would do absolutely everything right but get one contact person um, ask that caterer, are they doing any other weddings that day? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought in a million years to ask that, but are, are, oh, yeah. there, are they going to be divided in terms of their attention? Um, are they going to be doing a custom meal or um, is it going to be a situation where they've made this meal a million times before? Right. Because you might make something it just doesn't work in that location, doesn't work right. in that weather, doesn't work with that demographic of people. Um, is there going to be menu testing? And mm-hmm. are you going to pay for that? And how are you going to pay for that? Is it going to be like 100 quid or $100? Right. Is it going to be credited against a bill against a purchase? Right. That's a really relevant thing as well. Um, do they have a license? Are they yeah. going to do the booze? Right. How much is it gonna, that going to cost? Absolutely. Does it include that. tip? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it's 20% more expensive than you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have a team of people or are you bringing a team? Mm-hmm. Really important because if they've got a team of people and they're making food they've made before, happy days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they know they've tested it. Things yeah. have gone wrong with other people's weddings, <laughs> not yours, and it's all good. Yeah. Um, have they done this location before? Yeah. Um, if you're doing the team, are they trained? Do yeah. they know the food? Yeah. Um, you know, getting towards the end here, but again, um, beverages, is there corkage if you're bringing your own, but they're serving it? Right. Um, and you're really just searching out any hidden issues. And just with that little search, you'll see how much there is to worry about these things. Well, this is Absolutely. where I look at it. Like, do your planning. Do this early. 
Yeah. Don't yeah. wait till the last. How minute. early would you say? Oh, I. S- you just like. How you're already. Right you're already. We're doing two years. As you went, walk back. Okay, so you're here. already running late. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, but really, literally, as soon as you book it, as soon as you know what's going on, as soon as you know the day, as soon as you 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 have that in place, do it. Do it. Get it. Find booked your caterer as soon as well. possible. And but take into you got to take into considerations and make a plan of what you want. I always say, let's talk about the logistics. Mm. Where are you going to have this? What's your venue? Mm. What's the vision of this of mm. your of your wedding that you want to mm. have, and how's that going to pair with the food? So yeah. you want to look at like where are we going to are we going to have this out in the forest mm. and have a beautiful beautiful ceremony in the forest, and then we'll just set up some logs and eat on the eat right. on the benches, right? It's been done before, but that's going to change your menu. That's going to change. What, so I would look right. at where you're going to have it. What's the vision of it? And then come up with what's the budget you want to have for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then start booking appointments and start talking to caterers because, you know, most caterers are, you know, they're booking right now. And if you can get them in first and then, yeah, do the things like can they guarantee to be are you their only wedding? And right. like, you know, like um, that changes everything, right? I mean, yep. if you're if you're say two years is a timeline, what if the people if the business isn't even around? Well that's yeah. I mean, these things could ruin your wedding. Yes, but yeah. I mean, let's let's set up that you have what you want from a wedding, and then mm-hmm. you can approach caterers, find right. out what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years in advance, yeah, you can approach a caterer, and they're going to be like, "Well, I can't quote your price because I don't know how much how yeah. much food's going to cost at that time." Yeah. And like, if you look go to the grocery store nowadays, you're yeah. like, Ooh. "But you're <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but you're absolutely right." Like, there is the chance that some uh, a business could go out of business in that time right i maybe you do want to have a second caterer on retainer maybe you have a backup choice uh just in case things fall through yeah yeah absolutely all right john well when i come down to it let's we if you you've got your venue you've got what you want Mm -hmm. and let's go from my personal point of view if if what kind of what kind of meal are you gonna have yeah and i and when john's talking about venue uh, it might not seem like it's important, but it is. As you brought up earlier, uh, is that venue capable of producing that food? You know, you might want this food and you might want this venue, but those things are mutually exclusive. Yeah. They don't work together. Yeah. So uh, that's why bringing the venue and deciding on the venue ahead of time um, maybe is the best. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want to decide on the food and see a place that can accommodate that. But an ex- example of that is, for example, what if... What if the kitchen is in one area, then there's loads of relatively chilly um, corridors and then the main eating area, which right. is huge, and you're making fish. That fish has gone cold. Yeah, it's going to go cold. Yeah. Or some people, you know, they want to do like a barbecue or a spit or something like that for a certain type of wedding. Of course, that you're really limiting your options where you can do that. Mm. Um, yeah. But Excellent. Well, how about we go into a couple different styles of, of sure. meals and we can do some pros and cons of them. Uh, the classic which is probably the most traditional, but the plated sit-down dinner. Right, okay. Which is, that is basically probably a two- or three-course dinner. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a super salad, entree, choices of entrees, or it all can be the same depending on what kind of menu, and then a dessert maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's if it's you want it plated unless you're going to have the wedding cake, and then you can have the wedding cake. Everyone can get up to do that. Uh, But some of the pros are is that... uh, you know, we can. You can be at the point that all the guests get served the same meal. You can have. You can have the opportunity for if there's a vegetarian to change it up for there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the ability to have your guests pre-pick what True. they're going to have. 
Mm. Like you can, you, you've yep. seen the old time where they're like, "Are you having chicken or fish at the wedding?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same as an airplane, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Same, same choice. Uh, yeah, so that's something you can put on your RSVPs. Yeah. You, so you know exactly who's going to be there, um, and then you have it, you have a control of what the meal looks like too, right? Right. So you can have a very nice plated. So that's something you can even be like to your chef uh, that's producing it. Be like, how are you going to? How's yeah. the meal going to look? Nail like? down that presentation. Make it actually fit in with the wedding theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then the caterer can customize that meal directly to what you're having. Um, but the cons. Uh, it can be challenging for di- dietary needs because everyone's mm-hmm. getting the same thing. Right. So if you have yeah. someone who's like, mm-hmm. I can't do dairy, I can't do this, I can't do this. Uh, typically, uh, it takes more manpower for serving. You're going to need people to actually run the food. As right. you said, that corridor. Yeah. 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 So you can it's expensive get and potential for mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. And also, as John was saying, you know, all those options up, up front, um, you know, where he was saying, well, it's two or three courses, the wedding cake, et cetera, et cetera. All that comes with expense, like mm. literally every single step, because every every part of it's more labor, more expertise, more everything. So, um, yeah, it's not just as carte blanche as say two or three courses, but two, the three, the 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 wedding cake, all of that. You're paying for every single part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah plus, yeah, you're going to be renting equipment, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. everyone needs two knives and forks, and yeah, and two sets of plates, China. and all yes, the other exactly. Uh, next style, which is very close to the same, but we go into a family style dinner, mm-hmm. which is fun. It's, uh, you know, basically we're bringing out full dishes mm-hmm. to the table. So there'd be a table of how many people and, you know, they bring out a chicken and they bring out some vegetables and then you have the dietary, you know, you can, you can control that because you can have so a dish on there that doesn't have something. So everyone has a variety of choices, right? And then they can eat what they want, Right. Uh, it's great for community building, right? Like you get Ooh. to communicate with yeah. people, you get to connect with them, um, you get to engage in the table. Uh, I've I've had a couple family style dinners that I've been to where I've been sat at a table with people I don't know, and and yeah. it actually brings up conversation and it becomes yeah. you're, you're forced you're forced to interact because you're literally sharing the same dishes. There's a yeah. There's almost something rustic about it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You also there's the wait isn't as long. You don't need as many servers because. Yeah. Boom. Your table all gets fed at the same thing. Like, yeah. To some of the other ways, you know, standing in line up waiting for your food. Right. That's uh, uh thing. Uh, one of the uh, it, with a family style is typically more expensive uh, mm-hmm. because there's more options, more ratios. So there's more food going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the the platters and dishes uh, can take up a lot of room. And That's so true. if you have a lot of stuff on your table already. And this is one thing you'll find out, like people put little, yeah, you know, balloons and all those Polaroid fun things, and yeah, there's yeah. bubbles and all that stuff. And you put all that stuff on the table and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm going to take this big platter down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can expect to pay probably 10 to 30 percent more. I mean, little, just little like things like the, the space it's going to take up and therefore you have to put less on the table. But then when people sit down. They're going to be seeing all these gaps, and it might seem to be incomplete. So yeah. how do you right. make it look good when the 
all these little things. And also the fact they have to make it a little bit more because you can't have not enough. That's right. So you have to have ever so slightly more than your food kind of goes, goes I think, to your next one. There's even more food in the next option. Let's do buffet style. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone's done the buffet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, with the roast beef at the end yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's, it's, you know, it's, it's a great way to do large volumes of people. Yeah. Right? Put the effort on them to come through. Um, yeah, you don't actually, I was going to say like plated one, you need a big kitchen, you know, buffet style, you can reduce the kitchen cause you can pre-make mm. offsite and bring them in. Right. So mm -hmm. that's the thing with plated one is it has to be done on site. So you need bigger kitchen facilities. Whereas a buffet style, boom. Yeah. Uh, that's also, you also, you also get to reduce the amount of kitchen staff you or uh, service staff because they're the service staff then is just more a clearing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they're the best thing is because everyone can pick whatever they want. Yeah. You know? Nice. And I think expense-wise, it's uh, it's a little more expensive going buffet style. But, yeah. But, yeah, in food, but then you're reducing that expense in labor. So yeah. kind of in so line. Is it more expensive because you have to have enough food? You're having that more. You have to have a little. You can't just run out of a certain dish. Yeah. 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 And so. So there's I extra always, of everything prepped. I always laugh at like because the buffet style boils down to when you do the potluck style dinner too, right? Like the, the long line and you go through. And so it's a little bit different because you, if you're as a caterer, you have to be able to make sure that everyone's going to have potatoes. Yeah. And so, you know, one person's going to take, you know, two pieces of potatoes, but then there's that guy who's going to take six or seven. Yeah. yeah. So you got to have a bit of extra food. So you can expect there to be a little bit more leftovers. Yeah. And such. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one there. The other one, next one, I would say that goes a little bit different is the self-service station. Right. Which so is... Sounds similar to buffet. Very similar to buffet, but you have stations set up around oh. your your dining room. And then you can go to that station to get a bit of food. Oh. So you can have a station over here that's doing roast beef. You can have an oyster station over here. You can have a little sushi going over here. Yeah. You know, like the whatever you want to do. Your roasted vegetables can be over there. Uh, so it just gives you... Gives people the opportunity to move yeah. between stations and get a little yeah. bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Which goes to the next way that is one step from that um, is let's go on to bum, ba -da -bum, bum, bum, <laughs> cocktails. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do the catering company do the drink, or do you arrange it with someone else? Are there separate catering drinks? Well, companies? I'm just saying with cocktails is even mm -hmm. canopies and coming around with trays of food is right. a huge one. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. That's yeah. what I oh, I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> no, no, but some okay, people. excited then. Some people sort of don't do a meal, and they're just a bit of almost like grazing foods. Yeah, and, and it's not a it's not a meal oriented thing, right? So it's uh, people coming around with trays of food. Right. Okay. Which are cool. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Mm. So you you know the old uh, you know hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres, prawn cocktail. Yeah, little yeah. things like that. So just a little bite for each person. Little cheese on a cracker. Yeah, called something fancy. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I find it. It's a lot more work for a caterer because it's a lot of work to combine Tons. all these, and especially right. if it makes it look really nice. You you're combining all these things and putting them on trays and creating. Yeah. So you have lots of different flavors, and they're usually like one or two bite items, right? Like it's right. not like a a sandwich tray going around. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah, yeah, couple little things. Uh, some of the cons on this one is definitely that um you see that one tray of something that nobody wants to eat and yeah. it just keeps circling around there or you don't see 
a change of the food. So it's one of those ones that with a good cocktail is that you want to have that, yeah, they're running around with a prawn cocktail for the first 15, 20 minutes, and then they're switching up to like a chicken right. skewers right. next, and then, yeah, a nice uh, vegetable pate or something yeah. like yeah. that. Like we can do different different, different flavors or have two, two separate dishes going out at a time and mm-hmm. then a completely different set of dishes going mm. out. Just makes it more interesting, and then people don't get bored and be like, "Oh." It becomes less and less appealing if yeah. you, if mm-hmm. you see it, the same food on the plate. And that's where I look at is for what you need to think about for mm-hmm. food. But getting onto what you were talking about there, you were bringing up a thing about um, the the cocktails. Mm. Uh, yeah, you do need to know. I mean, the venue is going to have certain limitations and certain. I mean, quite often. Venues can't, and I when I I'm serious about this. There's lots of that cannot serve liquor under any any circumstances. Uh, so you want to make sure to square that away when you're selecting wow. your venue. Yeah. And then there's, but the ones that do, well, who's who's on it? Is it or who's the onus on? Is it up to the the bride and groom to provide the alcohol and hire a bartender, or is it up? Does the venue demand? that they put their own person in place and take the liquor sales. Do right. they, you know, there's, there's a variety of options there and it's important to figure that out right a, ahead of the time. Let's, let's talk about liquor licenses. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. I, I was going to ask if it's like a private venue, like my house. Sure. It, can we, can we have loads of people there and to, do drinks? Yeah. I mean, once, once you're, I mean, yeah, you'd have to apply for a license for that. Though. Do you have to apply for a license? Yeah. If you're doing, if you're going to be serving liquor, to general whatever it doesn't matter how many friends and family are there yeah if you're gonna be putting out more i don't know what the the break is 12 people anything over that you're supposed to have a license really yeah it's all about it's all part of it isn't about um giving the government their their due it's letting people know letting the authorities know letting what have you that this venue is or this event is happening Mm. and uh you know appropriately checking in on it or or what have you but so, so they're not shocked. Yeah. yeah. Why is there a hundred? There's three hundred cars parked in this <laughs> cul-de-sac. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And it's not hard to get a liquor license. No, and nor is it expensive. It's really? it, yeah. It's not and it, the the licensing branch, the liquor licensing branch. It's very different than it was 25, 30 mm. years ago, where it was almost like you're lucky if we give you this. And it's quite the contrary now. It's like we're happy to give you this. We just need to know what's happening, what's going on, right. and you can you get a discount when you go to buy the liquor for that. You know, really, it depends on on yeah. But that's okay. That's really good. Yeah, that's actually a very progressive kind of way of doing it. And yeah, and the authorities know what's going on, which is safer because if anything happens, right. yeah. they they're not trying to scramble around trying to work out right. what is happening. And yeah. you can even hire organizations that have liquor license that will come in and do the right. serving for you, and they use it as a fundraiser event for right for their right. own for their own organization. So that's even even mm-hmm. easier for you because then you don't even have to hold on to all this extra alcohol. All yeah. Right. I guess that's the other thing too is if you do have a license, you can return what you don't consume. What was it opened? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just briefly to kind of stir up a little bit of controversy. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, one new trend that I read about recently is people getting invited to weddings but then receiving a bill um, asking to basically purchase, purchase tickets. Um, to that that contributes to the bill. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously going to happen at some point with the expenses, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the guests are you chipping hinting? 
<laughs> so I'm thinking a hundred pounds each. Um, I, I um, thought I was getting a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be so much the opposite. Um, now I I keep on saying the prices in pounds, and which is odd because yeah. we're in Canada. We're doing this in England, so my right. brain is programmed back. Right. back into I can't I can't yeah. speak to the licensing then that that is in England, but mm. that's how it's done here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited sure that. That you're not asking us to cater it, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a long way away, um, but we're looking forward to it. Probably going to be some sort of event here as well, but you know, yeah. we we, neither of us have that many friends here, so that's fine. Well, when you are, when you are <laughs> you booking... Me, Will. <laughs> when you are booking that caterer, a couple other things uh, to keep in mind. Um, when you, first off, make sure that they've done weddings before, or at least ask, so yeah. that you know what you're getting into. Right. You know, um, quite often people just assume that a caterer obviously does weddings because they they make that correlation that mm. that's, you know, but it's not. And somebody might not have, a, you know, there's certain caterers out there that might not have the ability to pull that all together. But they're like mm, looking at the, the idea of yeah. the, the payday yeah. and maybe you want to go out on that limb and try it. But don't let that trial be at your expense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then maybe maybe uh, just get some visual reference or some sort of some sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, somebody able to vouch whether it's visual, like maybe they have right. pictures, maybe there's yeah. somebody's wedding photos, maybe maybe a happy past guest or past yeah. client. Um, but yeah, make sure that that person's actually done the work before before you go booking them and handing over such an important day to them. I think also too is looking at you can spread out what you're doing too amongst like if you're getting your wedding cake that doesn't have to come from your caterer that can come yeah. from the bakery uh, okay. you want. Yeah. Um yeah, and caterers are really willing to work with with the people. And if you should have a caterer who wants to work with you. Yeah, that should be um, a good sign right there. If they're really not willing to work with you, maybe they're just stressed out because they've got a lot booked around that, but that still should indicate to you um, if they're not willing to work with you, then that's not going to go well. If they're trying to give you a lot of demands, like, no, can't do that. No, no, has to be right. like this. You want to be hearing it, yes. Yeah, it, that, that's a good indication yeah. that maybe this, this you, isn't going to be a good pair up. Right. On the thing, too, you don't want to hear all the yeses, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, if you hear blind yeses, that's also that's another, right. another red flag. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, want yeah, realist, yeah. realistic. Yeah, yeah. conversation. Yeah. You want, you want conversation so yeah. you can actually come to an agreement and, yeah. and yeah, understanding. Go, go through your lists and say, these are the things I want. These are the amount of people that are going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, get get their feedback on of what they need to be able to accomplish yeah. that. And if they're just like, oh, yeah, that's no problem, be like, well, it sounds like a problem to me. And if they yeah. can't explain it out, then that's yeah. a good sign. So yeah. I know a lot of people like uh, and weddings I've done where they've they've had certain dishes that they've wanted to include in there, like on a buffet or something like that. Or they've, you know, they've gone mm -hmm. out and they've caught a bunch of salmon. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can you cook off one of these salmon and add it to the thing? And you're like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Like, There's going to be a charge for my labor to yeah. do it. But right. that's, that's completely yeah. acceptable. Absolutely. absolutely. Or if grandma makes an amazing dessert and everyone wants to have that and grandma wants to make that, then yeah, for bring sure. it in. Let's do that. You Let know, it go, gamey. There's, <laughs> there's lots of ways to work and you have to work well yeah. with yeah. your caterer. And nice. yeah, have that one contact person because that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you don't. Yeah, you don't know their operation. That catering I, might have like five throw, people working. I'm gonna throw my brother's wedding under the bus a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. We had uh, great caterers, mm -hmm. um, but what happened was, is somehow I got because I knew the caterer personally. 
not that I had told them about this caterer, but mm-hmm. just how I ha- I knew them, I became their contact person through the wedding party. Oh, yeah. And mm. so it became very difficult for me because I all of a sudden had to go over to the bride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, so caterer wants to do this. And she'd be like, why don't they just come to me? I'm like, because they know me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I kind of know what's going on here. So then I would be going over to the catering and be like, well, this is what they want to do. And can we do this? And mm-hmm. so th- some of those things weren't always discussed, yeah. you know, a- ahead of time. So it, there, I was able to buffer a lot of those things, which was really great. And it, they had a fabulous wedding, and the food was amazing, and yeah. it was just mm-hmm. a great time. But uh, I, went, I can't even remember what the food was now there. But they've been married a lot of years now. So so <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if, if you can take all these things into consideration and get ahead of it, do yeah. it well in advance – um, this should take a little bit of stress and anxiety off that day. Mm. So all you have to worry about is all the other stress and anxiety of that day that yeah. aren't related to food. Exactly. Um, and one thing you can do that mm. would encompass everything we've said today is get a wedding manager because mm. they're not only just going to gonna make everything work and have someone there that's not going to be you saying, right, we're late, we need to be doing this, we right. need to be doing that. But it's going to be someone who does that for a living. So they know the contacts. Yeah. They know the people to go to. They know the venues. They've done it all before. That's right. They know the people that have messed up on weddings and not That's to right. go with. It yeah. does cost a bit of money, but it does seem like something that we ver- might very well go for mm-hmm. just because it is just so important. And if it goes wrong, which something will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got someone to blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That I was comprehensive. That, yeah. I think it was good. Yeah. I think we I hope I hope everyone's learned something a little bit about weddings and some things to think about when they're getting it. Yeah. There. So like do you want a buffet? Do you want it plated? Do you want stations? Do you want cocktails? Yeah. Do you want uh you know, like how many people you're gonna have? There's so many little questions. Regardless what you want, get on it now. Yeah. 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 Early, 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 early. Yeah. And get a prenup. No, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the cancellation policy. <laughs> All righty. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very much. Uh, so, weddings. A yeah. lot, to, uh, lot to work out, but um, we do hope you've got a lot out of this episode. Uh, this has been episode 213. Oh, we're banging through them now. My name is William. I am the producer. I am Chef Jonathan Fraser. And what is Darren today? What? I'm Darren Howlett. Uh, the you said something about it always being the bride or something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say I'm Darren Howlett. Uh, once the bridesmaid, never the bride, <laughs> or always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> Whatever. You you were so happy when you came out with that the other day. Oh no, it just hit me like this little stroke there. I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of us getting any younger. That's true. Anyway, whatever you're doing out there, I hope it's a good one. Cheers. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. (laughs) Okay. You're listening to the Edible Valley podcast, episode 213. On this app episode... We're sending out a little bit of congratulations because we're going to talk about wedding planning. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that again. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you're listening and this to the has Edible Bad.
Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay. Ready again? <laughs>